0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Savage. And today we are discussing one of my least favorite words. And this is one of my least favorite words and also one of the most important skills that I have had to learn, gain, and cultivate in my own life to contribute to reaching my own potential and continuing to grow and change and evolve. If you're anything like me, even when you hear this word or people talking about this word, it makes you cringe a little bit. It is one of the words that I felt the most resistant to in terms of knowing that it was necessary for my growth. And what's interesting about this word and what we're talking about today is I didn't realize how much of my growth actually was linked to being able to do this. So join me in listening to us discuss surrendering to reach the potential that is meant for you. And if you're like, oh, surrender, I hate that word. I hate that word. Whenever somebody tells me to just release, let go, like this was me. I was like, I cannot let go, especially when it comes to my business, especially when it comes to my goals. Like if I let go, if I surrender, if I just lay back, then everything's going to fall apart. Everything will fail. That's not an option, right? And so this is, of course, a lot of my clients because it's like, this is our livelihood. This is our business. This is, you know, we have these big goals, these big dreams. We're ambitious. We're like, we're going after the thing. We're leaving these great legacies behind. We want to create a big impact. And so surrender, letting go, stepping back, those things are not on the agenda. Those things are not part of the growth strategy, right? And I lived like that for a really long time. And like I mentioned before, I didn't even recognize how many times in my life experience that the growth that I found, the next level that I moved to was directly tied to surrendering. And so I'm going to come back to that, but I just wanted to start this with, if you are cringing at this word, if you are like, surrendering is not an option, I don't even want to listen to this episode because I'm not going to do that, I really want to encourage you to listen because I'm going to offer you a different perspective around surrender I'm going to tell you that surrendering might not be what you think it is, and I'm also going to allow you to see how the growth that you desire is directly tied to the surrender that has to take place. So I want to first share a story with you about the biggest change that set into motion Everything that I have in my life today was built in the practice of me surrendering. Like I said, I didn't know at the time that that's what I was doing. I didn't know that surrender would be what it is to me now. I didn't actively seek out in that moment to surrender, but looking back, that's exactly what I did. So after I was arrested for the third time, I remember coming home after I was bailed out of jail and I vividly remember still sitting on my bed and just like weeping, just uncontrollably crying, rocking back and forth. And there was this moment of realizing that... I, of course, was upset about, you know, this was very heavy. It was my third arrest. I had gotten my first felony. There was a whole shitstorm of, okay, you have a lot to deal with here. This is a lot. This is like, you're, you're in a lot of fucking trouble here. This is serious. So there was that piece and there was the reality that I had hit when I was in jail, which I've shared the story many times of when I met my own eyes in the mirror and I made the choice to to live, because if I would have continued on the path that I was on, I would not have likely lived very long. And it's like making that choice in this moment hit me. It was like, yes, you made this choice that seems really beautiful, right? It's like, okay, we're going to make the choice to live, Kelsey. We're going to create something with your life. We're going to stop living the way that you're that you're living. It was like this beautiful kind of you know, the glimmer of hope is what I call it. And it was like, okay, here we go. And almost like this feeling of a sense of relief a little bit in that moment because I knew that I was going to create something different. But that was immediately met with this moment of realizing In order to build a different life, in order to grow, in order to change, in order to live differently, I was going to have to become a different person and I was going to have to change everything. So the heaviness of my reality and the external pieces of this shitstorm I had gotten myself in met with. I have to change everything. I have to change my behaviors. I have to change my habits. I have to change my relationships. I have to change everything that I do, the way that, the way that I walk, the way that I talk, the, the way that I react to situations. And that broke me. It broke me. I was like, Oh my goodness. I'm still getting emotional even thinking about that moment. I'm going to have to change everything. And this is the moment that so many of us reach to where there is like this compounding effect of it feels too heavy. It feels too hard. I don't know if I have the capacity. I don't know where to start. This is a, it's like a ball of yarn. It's just so much. It's just so much. And that moment was the moment of the start of my surrender. When I think about what surrendering is, it's not... Just letting go and like laying on the couch and letting life happen. It is actually actively taking back control by releasing what is no longer serving you. This is a different perspective of what surrender really can be. When we, as ambitious, driven, high achieving women, think about surrender, it scares us, it is terrifying to think about not being in the driver's seat, but that's not actually what surrender has to be. In this moment, looking back, I realized that when I made the choice and I knew that I was going to have to change everything about me and everything surrounding me, that was surrendering. The release of. I have to remove and shed and surrender and give up the things that aren't serving me so that I can become who I'm meant to become. This was the first moment of actively surrendering without knowing that's what I was doing that led to every bit of growth that I have now. Everything that I have now, everything that I am now, everything that I've become now is directly tied to that moment and me being willing uncomfortably to release what was no longer serving me. I want you to view surrender no matter where you are, I want you to start thinking as we're talking through today about what you're grasping onto, what you are white knuckling through, what you are actively holding that you know, you know is no longer meant for you. Surrendering and letting go isn't giving up. I think that that's the biggest description kind of mix-up that we get into is surrender equals letting go. But how are we defining letting go? Because if we view letting go through the lens of giving up, failure, or do we view through the lens of letting go is a release so that I can move. I picture it like you're carrying a backpack full of bricks. And every time you shed something that's no longer for you, life gets easier. I feel like that my growth has just been me getting rid of one brick after another, honestly, where it's like, Oh, that's still holding me back. That's still there. I need to remove that. Okay, I'm still participating in that. That's a habit that doesn't support me. So letting go isn't giving up. I want to remind you of that. It's not giving up. Surrendering is not giving up. It's not stepping back. It's not letting life just throw things at you and laying down and dying. That's not what this is. It's no longer forcing what isn't for you anymore. It's recognizing that you're ready to move to a different level and you're gonna have to sift through the discomfort of releasing what is not aligned with that next level. We hear this, we know this, whether you're reading personal or business development books, you know it's like, okay, I'm holding on to something that's not serving me, yada, yada, yada. But we keep doing it. This is really... The what I call the shadow side of growth, right? Because if you're here with me today and you're listening, it's because you, like me, have big dreams, a big vision, a big goals. You're actively working towards these things. You want to build and create something different, not just with your business, but with your life, who you are, how you lead. And so when we think about growth, we think about and define that as. An upward trajectory. It feels good. It feels bigger. There's more. But what we don't say, the whisper, the small print here is that in order to achieve that growth, there is discomfort. There is requirements of releasing what is no longer aligned with that growth. If we put this in really simple terms, Right. For any of you that have followed me or known me long enough, you know that I love food. I'm a former figure pro and (laughs) powerlifting competitor. And so I, and fitness coach, right? So I know, I know food, I know how nutrition works, and I've always loved to eat a variety of foods. Right. So in order to achieve a goal that I had of getting on, A stage or a platform, whether that was for a weight class or for a figure show, there had to be some form of restriction. Highly do not recommend food restriction, but roll with me on this story here, okay? And in order to achieve that goal, the restriction was obviously limiting food intake. The way that I did this was different than most in that I did not restrict any food groups. I just lowered my portion sizes, right? So I share this simple analogy with you because I had to let go of some of the food portions, like having a bite of a cupcake instead of a whole cupcake, or whatever it was, in order to achieve the goal. And any sort of goal that we have There is removal of things that are not in alignment with that goal. So when you wonder why you're stuck, why you're stagnant, why you keep coming back to the same valley, it's because you still have habits, behaviors, thoughts, patterns, some combination of all of the above that keep you there. So when we want to grow, we don't just look and say, here is the goal that I want to achieve. What are the steps to get there and start stepping forward? Wouldn't that be so simple and beautiful? That's only half. Because with every single step towards the goal, you have to release, surrender, let go of something else that is not aligned with that. If you want to be a happier person, you're going to have to let go of Participating in conversations that surround negativity. You're going to have to learn how to have more compassion. You're going to have to learn how to be caring and compassionate and non judgmental towards yourself. You're going to have to acquire new skills to grow, but you're also going to have to evaluate your current skills, behaviors, patterns, and beliefs. If you hold the expectation that your next evolution, your next level, the next achievement will feel good only, you will be disappointed and feel like you're doing something wrong even when you're growing. But if you have the expectation that there will be some discomfort, that you will be no longer participating in things that are not aligned with that goal, you set yourself up for more success. I think really, even as I'm saying this out loud now, I think that that was one of the reasons why I was able to climb from rock bottom is because I knew from that moment when I sat on my bed and was rocking back and forth in discomfort that it would be really fucking hard and uncomfortable to create an entire new identity and life. If you want to go up, if you want to expand your capacity, if you want to grow, if you want to evolve, you also have to shed and release. That is part of it. It's the uncomfortable part. It's the shadow side of growth. And I don't mean this from a place of everybody sees the, you know, the Instagram graphics that are like, you know, to, to get where you want. It's going to be hard and there's discomfort. And, and I'm not saying this from a place of like hustle hard mentality. What I am saying though is that it's not this or that. It's not an extreme of, oh, it should be easy. And it's not an extreme of, oh, it's going to feel really fucking bad. It's right in the middle. It's this feels really good. I'm so glad to be actively participating yeah. in something I'm so glad to be actively participating in something that makes me feel good. And also at the same time, I'm really sad about letting this part of me die. To hold the capacity to be in and identify as a new version of yourself, you have to be someone different. And in order to be someone different, you cannot carry the same habits, patterns, behaviors, and beliefs. You have to think and move differently in the world. This is going to require that your relationships, your communication, the support that you have, anything that you actively participate in, or subconsciously participate in, needs to be in alignment with the higher version of you that is completing the goal that you have at hand. This is just the truth. And and a lot of people probably wouldn't even tell you this. But I don't like sitting, I've been on the receiving end of being told to surrender. And I'm like, I can't just surrender because I have a family to support. So if you think that I'm just going to stop showing up and stop marketing or stop selling and just lay down, take a nap, you're fucking wrong because I'm not going to. But it was never about that. It was never about... Giving up control. It was never about putting myself in the back seat and letting somebody else drive. It was never, surrender was never about that. Surrender was being willing to release what I was holding on to, grasping on to, identifying with, contributing to. So I want to talk to you now about how to surrender. Because you understand that I see surrender differently than probably how you've identified it. But I want to talk about how you can work to release and surrender. You already know the importance of releasing. You know that this is directly tied to where you want to go in the next thing that you want to create in your business and in your life. So let's talk about how do we surrender? How do we surrender knowing that it's going to be uncomfortable, knowing that we are redefining what surrender is to us, and it's not about us laying on the couch and letting life happen. It is about just releasing what is no longer serving us. So the first thing that you have to do is really identify what's no longer serving you. This is when you're actively participating in something and you get that gut feeling and or your heart knows this is your intuition. Like, I don't wanna be here. This is not something that's for me. And it's not, uh, there's a there's a difference in this and, and some discomfort uh, based in fear, but you have to identify what you are doing that doesn't tie to that higher version of yourself. So you want to think about conversations that you're having where you are still in practicing old behaviors, right? So let's say that one of your goals is to become happier, to become more peaceful, to have more uh, contentment in your life. It is not going to be a good behavior to actively participate in conversations in which you are being judgmental, in which you are spiraling about, you know, something bad that happened. It's there's really something to living a life that is rooted in positivity and how you are reacting to situations. This is not to say that you need to think positive all the time, but There is something to be said for people who are usually the most successful in terms of happiness and living lives that feel good. It is not because life doesn't happen to them. It's just because they react to it differently. So think about like conversations or relationships that you have around you that you're like, that is really where I show up as an older version of myself. And then think about emotions during those conversations or throughout your day is it how you're responding to things that pull you back into old habits. One of my very bad habits that I've done a lot of work on is that responsiveness and uh, reactiveness to situations. So thinking about how, you know, Things are going to happen, right? So for me, especially when it comes to really loving and being fulfilled by my work, I would get incredibly frustrated and sometimes resentful when I would be interrupted, especially by my kids. And what I realized is that that is not something that contributes to the person that I want to be, the values that I hold. And it serves nobody for me to sit in the frustration. So one of the things that I've really worked on is allowing myself to, of course, acknowledge and feel the emotion, but react to the emotion differently. I used to let something, you know, some sort of morning frustration happen that happened dictate my entire day. And so just thinking about, you know, as the leader that I want to be, as the the speaker who is motivating and inspiring people, as the coach who is on the ground floor crafting new ways of being, as somebody who has a heart-led desire to really change the world, am I going to let a small moment in time dictate and ripple into the rest of my day? And so I'm paying attention to the words that I use. I'm paying attention to when I am feeling in a negative headspace or frustrated or upset of letting that be there and also not contributing to it, not stacking on top of it. You know how if you wake up in the morning and you stub your toe, it could be like, okay, well now this happened and oh, Oh, it must be a Monday. It's just like there's so many little interactions that contribute to old behaviors. And so just being super conscious of what you're participating in, whether that's how you're communicating with people, how you're speaking, how you're thinking, how you're talking, how you're showing up in your relationships, how you're showing up in your work. There are things that you have done as your old identity that is no longer aligned with where you're going that need to be released. So think about those conversations. Think about emotions that pull you back into old habits. Think about the old ways of like thinking and reacting to situations and try to get a very clear picture of what you are actively participating in currently that is tied to an old identity that you no longer want to hold. The next part of this is the hardest part. So as someone who is literally walking you through the how to surrender right now, I'm going to ask you to also let go of the how. But, 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 there's always a but, right? I'm not going to tell you what you may have heard from a lot of people about just let the universe put it all together, right? What I am going to tell you is if you can just get clear on one step, take that step. So letting go of the how is not not taking action. That's what I wanna be clear on. What it is is getting out of your head and back into your body And remembering that you don't need every single step from point A to point B to move. So when you're surrendering, when you're releasing, part of it is the discomfort of like, I don't know how to get rid of these things, but you do know how. It can be one step. It could be noticing that negative thought and then just choosing a positive thought instead. It could be noticing that old behavior and replacing it with a new behavior, So the step after identifying what's not serving you is you have to stop participating in the things that are still feeding that old pattern, old belief or old habit. Right. And so you can identify that first step because you are very, very emotionally intelligent and self-aware. Right. So building out the how and wanting to know all of the steps is actually rooted in your fear of loss of control. You wanna see the whole thing laid out from point A to point B, but even if you did this, even if I were to sit here right now and tell you, here's how you surrender, release, and let go so that you can go exactly where you wanna go, and I laid out 20 steps for you to take that exact step, those steps would change as you took them. Have you ever noticed that if you plan for anything, there's always unexpected things that pop up? I'm thinking about when we plan to move into the house we live now. And like, I'm a planner, y'all. I I feel like that I do really well to cover my bases and make sure I think about things. I I ask for input, you know, I, I get recommendations. And even still, there's always unforeseen circumstances. And so I would really, really encourage you to just focus on the one step at a time. What is the thing that's right in front of you that you can release? Maybe it's just not answering the phone when somebody calls. Maybe it's during a conversation as somebody starts to express That emotion that you don't want to be participating in or the negativity you don't want to be a part of, it is removing yourself from that conversation. So these steps don't have to be revolutionary. They don't have to be these huge, profound things. Every step matters. And what I want to encourage you to think about in this letting go of the how is one of my clients said something really beautiful at CEO Power Hour last week. She said, what I'm learning from Kelsey is that I can put my left foot forward and trust that my right foot will land. And I was like, what a beautiful analogy because we don't doubt when we're walking. We don't doubt when we're breathing that if we exhale that there will be more air to come in. And so if we can start treating life like that to understand that Just because we don't have all of the steps in place, that we don't have the whole plan laid out to a T with every base covered, doesn't mean that we won't get there. So here's what I want you to take away from letting go of the how. I want you to proceed with permission to pivot. Proceed with permission to pivot. If you set out on your journey towards accomplishing something with the idea and the permission in the back of your mind that things will change, things will pop up. And as they do, I will be able to adapt to them. This is also really, really key for raising your confidence. Different subject, won't go into it right now. But if you let yourself see, That anything that rises, you can walk through. This is going to be excellent for your confidence, which also contributes to your resiliency, which is what I believe is the most important skill that we can have to build success. So that's how we're going to let go of the how. We're going to proceed. We're going to give ourselves permission for things to change. We're going to just look for the step that's right in front of us. We're going to trust that one foot will follow the other. Okay? And you can still lay out a plan. I'm not telling you to not lay out all hundred steps from point A to point B. What I am saying is that if you do that, don't spend so much time spinning there because that's the one thing that I see when people are like, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm like, well, you're not moving towards it because you're so busy planning and giving yourself information overload. So then the last thing that I want to talk about when it comes to surrendering to reach the potential that is really, really meant for you is focusing on cultivating self-trust. I feel like I could talk about this topic for an entire episode, and maybe I will, but you can only become who you are meant to become and do what you are meant to do and live the purpose that is for you when you learn to trust yourself. We live in a world where external validation, seeking outside of us, looking for answers, just this constant search, not from a place of I would like to acquire more knowledge and build a skill and learn, from a place of I'm not enough. And so because of this, we disconnect from ourselves and we stop listening to our own voice and replace that only with the voices of others. So I want you to notice when you are doubting yourself. I want you to notice when you feel like this is a thing that's no longer serving me. This is a thing that needs to be released. And you're like, oh, but that will happen. Or that's going to make somebody mad. Or what if this happens? I want you to notice how your body knows and is like, that's a thing I don't want to participate in anymore. That's a habit that I have that needs to change. That's you know, communication that's not connected with the version of myself that I want to be. I want you to notice that. And then I want you to give yourself the opportunity to listen to that. You have to, in order to build trust within yourself, you have to give yourself the opportunity to try. Think about it like building a relationship. If you never give anyone an opportunity to show you who they are, what's possible in their relationship, if you never try, how will you know? So if you're rebuilding a relationship with yourself, you need to keep promises to yourself. You need to show up for yourself. You need to honor yourself the way that you would your other relationships. So notice when you're doubting yourself and give yourself the the permission and the opportunity to try to follow what your what your heart, what your gut is telling you. And then really be willing to put your relationship with yourself as the priority to listen and trust. And trust is built over time, right? Keep those promises to yourself. Listen to yourself. Think about the people that you trust in your life. Why do you trust them? Because they're there for you. They listen to you. You know, you can depend on them. Are you being that for yourself? When you can cultivate a new level of trust within yourself, then when these things arise, you know, oh, that isn't serving me anymore. I can let it go. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be hard. I can let it go because that's what's right for me. So this becomes this process of of shedding, of releasing, of surrender becomes, it is Cyclical. It is as you continue to rise, as you continue to grow, you will travel through this. I hope that today you have a new perspective on what surrender really means. And I hope that you take away from this really understanding that when you see this through a new lens as part of your growth journey, it will always be uncomfortable, but it becomes easier to manage because you have that expectation. So thank you so much for listening today. I hope that you've gained some insight from this and that you can proceed differently. I hope that you can walk through the steps and be able to identify and release the things that are no longer serving you so that you can actually reach the potential that's meant for you because there is so much more that is undiscovered for you. I'm so happy I got to share this message with you today. If you're looking for a mentor that can help walk you through this, that can help you discover your potential please send me a message on Instagram and we could talk about that. If you are looking to bring some inspiration, some motivation, some change, some new, a new level to your team, your organization, your company, I'm booking my speaking opportunities for 2023, which is incredible. And so I'm happy to talk through that with you as well. So thank you again, everybody, for listening, and I will talk to you guys soon. If you are a CEO or entrepreneur, I want to invite you into a space that's unlike anything out there. CEO Power Hour is a free monthly live experience that you can join in person or virtually to get your questions answered to fulfill the desires for your business. Inside this room, you bring your biggest goal, the obstacles you are experiencing, or anything you want my expertise, eyes, and ears on.